ABC Listen. Podcasts, radio, news, music and more. You know, there's a lot of emotion, there's a lot of differing ideas and, and certainly competing agendas. Um, so every sport goes through it. We are not unique, but we, we, we want to get through it as quick as we possibly can because there is so much more to look forward to for this sport and that's where we want to spend our energy. That is Kelly Ryan two weeks ago talking about her desire to get through netball's pay dispute with its players. An interim deal is in place, but Ryan won't be spending any more energy on the sport. The chief executive announced her resignation today. The administrator has overseen a period of wild turbulence at Netball Australia. How's her departure being received? How will we remember her tenure? What of the person who's replacing her? What does the next leadership team need to focus on? I'm Patrick Stack. This is ABC Sport Daily. Brittany Carter is a netball commentator and writer for ABC Sport. Brit Kelly Ryan has resigned as Chief Executive of Netball Australia after two and a bit years. Why did she choose this moment to do it? Yeah, it feels like it's a bit of out of the blue, the the timing of it. But in the statement that has been released today, it says that she just felt like the timing was right, that a super netball CPA is now in place in principle. So as far as we know, we're still are waiting for it to be officially signed and announced. But as she understands, it's kind of done. So her role is done and she thinks it's time to go. So if I'm totally honest with you, I think there has been pressure mounting on her to maybe step aside for the past few weeks. And so maybe now this CPA is in principle. She's thought, okay, it's it's time for me to go. The trust with these players has eroded beyond a relationship that I can fix. And so I wonder if that's kind of been the catalyst to go. Wendy Archer from Netball Australia's board had this to say about Ryan's resignation. I think everybody has to take responsibility. Everybody sitting at the table has played a role in the events of the last little while. I don't want to focus on what has happened. We need to learn the lessons from what has happened and we need to be looking forward so that we can work together in order to heal our sport and continue to grow it. Britt, what has the reaction been from the broader netball community? From fans, I can tell you they're over the moon with this news. And, yeah, a lot of people posting online at the moment saying about time, finally the news is this is what we've been asking for. There has been a lot of struggles, obviously, and I think that the netballers obviously didn't really trust in what Netball Australia was doing, and that extends to Kelly Ryan and her role as CEO. I mean, there was the grand final that they sold off without consultation, the whole Hancock prospecting drama around the sponsorship and this pay dispute, which has now extended you know, beyond nine to 10 weeks and meant that a lot of netballers haven't been paid and all of that stuff around the Netball Australia Awards and receiving legal notification that they had to attend or there were going to be consequences. So this relationship has deteriorated so badly now that I think a lot of the players will be keen to see this change. This whole pay dispute between Netball Australia and the players and the states as well they've been involved has been incredibly poisonous and we've seen some real toxicity play out. And I think it's been Well, from an ex-player's point of view, it's been incredibly disappointing to see the resources that have been thrown at fighting the players for what actually isn't much. Whether it's enough for them is another question, but certainly I think it's the start of Netball really saying, okay, we realise we've gone too far here and the players need to get some sort of thing going for them that they can get back on board with the sport with. When you've got a big sport like Netball and someone who comes in and tries to shake things up, 
it's going to put noses out of joint. And I just wonder where you sit in terms of looking at the spectrum. Some would see Kelly Ryan as a change agent who tried to get netball to face up to some of the commercial realities out there in a crowded sporting marketplace. And others might see her as someone who's had a very messy tenure that has arguably weakened the sport. Where do you think the bulk of the netball community are going to fall on that spectrum between those two ends? My two cents is that she falls in both camps. When she first took on the role as Netball Australia CEO, she wouldn't have known how badly the sport's financials were, the full extent of them. So in 2020, before she'd taken on the role, Netball was already about $2.8 million in a deficit with its financial report. But she took on the CEO role in June 2021, right before the report of um, 2021 was dropped. So that kind of then showed where the sport was really at after the COVID and everything that had really impacted it with the pandemic. By then, netball was in $7 million of a deficit. Um, But the reality is netball Australia is in a really difficult financial position. Um, It has been a difficult financial position for a number of years, but it has certainly been exacerbated on the back of two years of COVID. And we also had $4 million in bank loans to pay. So I think, you know, we can look at that and go, okay, she really didn't know what she was taking on here, but she did did make some really good changes in the financial side of things because by the time the report came out this year for 2022, we'd found out that Nepal was from the red back into the clear $300,000 above what it should be. So look, we still had those $4 million in bank loans to pay, but she definitely turned it around financially. And I think the problem is that she did so at the expense of the relationship with the players and also the reputation of the sport because every time there was a blow-up between the players and the, the sport itself and the administration side of things, there would be a controversy that would then be in the media and the netball looked bad again. Is it ideal? Absolutely not. Will there be a, a potential ripple effect? Potentially, but um, every sport goes through a pay, pay negotiation and we've seen a number of them this year and, and none of them really go well. So she was kind of trying to do the right thing, I think, but maybe just the execution of it wasn't as clean as as some would have liked. And what I can't get my head around is if she, if she was so good commercially for the sport, then how did that $18 million in government funding go by the wayside? So we've been told that Netball's uh, proposal for that money that had been promised to them was really underwhelming and really late, like really delayed to be submitted. So if she was so good commercially, why didn't she deliver on that front? So I think she can sit in both camps and that it has been a messy tenure, but she has also done some great things commercially. We'll get into that government funding in just a moment, but Netball Australia's GM of Performance, Stacey West, is taking over as interim chief executive. What will her appointment mean to netballing insiders? I don't think there's been enough made of this quite yet because people are just keen to see that change at the top in the leadership and they kind of haven't taken into account what this interim position means. So Stacey West is the general manager of High Performance. So she looks after the Diamond, she oversees Super Netball and so she is someone that is closely linked to the players but also has a really good handle on Netball. And I think when it took on Kelly Ryan as CEO, it took someone that was external, that had a background in footy and AFL, that was really keen to help netball grow commercially, but probably didn't have the understanding of the way netball works and the relationships and the way we go about things in this sport. So maybe that's what she lacked. And I think this time around, Stacey West in that interim position will have all of that background knowledge on netball because she's been involved in the administration space of the sport for a very long time. 
The concerns I have, though, is that there were reports uh, that Stacey West was actually one of the people that was behind the withholding of Nepal World Cup selection for the Diamonds when there was another CPA dispute going on with the national team in the lead up to the South Africa World Cup. And that put a lot of strain on the players, their mental health, and also probably contributed to the huge breakdown in this relationship between what's going on now in Super Netball and Netball in an administration space. And the governing body chose to put the Diamonds dress on the table and they said, we won't announce the Diamonds team until you actually sign up to this deal, which the players weren't comfortable with. So for me as a former captain, that was a really distressing moment. I'm worried that if Stacey West was involved in something like that, that was also controversial, that maybe some of the same themes we've seen with a real standoff between the two parties and taking a real strong stance against the players will continue. I hope that's not the case, given she has a close relationship with the Diamonds players, but that has been reported before that she was definitely involved in that. Whoever's next in a full-time capacity, what do you think their priority should be? Building that relationship with the players is paramount, right? Because as we've seen, anytime they're upset, they're going to go to the media and make a big song and dance about it. And at the end of the day, they are the ones taking the court. They are the ones putting their bodies on the line for the entertainment of fans. And their fandom is what brings the money in. So I think that obviously the players need a seat at the table, which is what they've been arguing for for these past however many months since February this has gone on this CPA dispute now. All of us just want to be able to move forward with what we think is fair and reasonable for our playing group. We want to feel like we're we're valued. We want to feel like we're respected and listened to. They really want to be recognised as a stakeholder in the sport and they want to help it grow. And I think someone that comes to this position next to CEO needs to have that modern thinking that, yes, you know, I need to do my job and I need to do what's right for the sport. And sometimes the players aren't going to be happy with that, but I need to be transparent with them. I need to treat them like adults and like people that actually care what's going on here and are going to work with me in agreement to get the sport to where it needs to be. So I think that's probably probably the key right now, getting people back on board, as well as the fans, just making sure that, you know, (laughs) they look like they're doing the right thing by the players. I assume that funding piece as well, also pretty important to try and secure that from the federal government? Of course, yeah. Trying to get hold of that $18 million and make sure it's back in Netball's kitty is going to be paramount because there is talk that it will be split up between a multitude of women's sports now and it might not go to Netball. And as you know, from what we've been talking about with all the financial troubles, Someone that needs it desperately right now is netball. So I think that is obviously a really big talking point and a key thing that they'll need to tick off as well. So we've had a business case uh, back in with government throughout the course of this year for them to assess that. Obviously, we're we're dealing with a completely different financial landscape than when the original investment was made. And we'll continue to work with the federal government and the sports commission around how and if that, that funding gets allocated. So that's still an ongoing conversation. People will be wondering whether someone like Liz Ellis might be keen. She's been a big voice throughout this conversation. You have to look at the relationship itself. And I think that probably points to a real issue within the sport at the moment is that there are a lot of relationships that are damaged, not just between Netball Australia and the players, but there's a lot of damaged relationships within the sport and externally as well. Can you just spell out why that almost certainly actually won't happen? 
Yes, Liz, I think is the number one name a lot of people would put forward for this role right about now. But Liz has also said... I don't want to be the CEO. I don't want to run the sport. I no, like no, no, living no, no, on no. my farm way too yeah. much. As you can imagine, that CEO role probably requires you to be in the heart of Melbourne living in another state. So I don't think Liz is keen on that role and she said that, but she has expressed interest in a board position before and she could still make a lot of great change in that role. So the other thing I think we need to talk about is that Kelly Ryan wasn't the only person behind a lot of this controversy that's gone on in the past couple of years. Every time something's happened, there would have been a discussion with the board. And so I don't know whether more heads are going to roll because of this, but certainly there needs to be some accountability from the board. Bricata, thanks for your time. Thank you. Anytime. Headlines. Have you seen the confronting vision coming out of the Turkish Football League? A referee was punched by a club president on the pitch after the administrator's team conceded a 97th minute equaliser. It was so bad the Turkish president weighed in to condemn the actions. There's a full account and images on the ABC Sport website. Alex Demonor has won his second ever Newcomb medal after beating out Storm Hunter. Ash Barty, Sam Stoza and Dylan Alcott are the only other players to have won the award twice. The 24-year-old world number 12 won his seventh ATP title when he claimed Acapulco in Mexico earlier this year. And the Victorian state coroner has recommended the AFL reduce contact training to minimise concussion risks after an inquest into the death of former player Shane Tuck. John Kane also called on the AFL to employ independent doctors to help club medical staff assess head knocks. Patrick Stack. This is ABC Sport Daily, produced by Poppy Penny. Thanks to SEN Fox Sports and Channel 10 for the extra audio used in this episode. Discover more great ABC podcasts, live radio and exclusives on the ABC Listen app.